the Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. This is Kaz, and this is Two Broke Watch Knobs. This is episode. What episode is this? Four. Seventeen. Seven episode. This is our. This is our centennial one hundredth episode. We're so happy that the one guy is stuck with us. No, this is episode three. This is episode three. I didn't think we'd make it this far. Episode three. I'm pretty. I was. I was very confident the FCC would have just shut us down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh man. So um. You said uh, you, you had some things yes. to say. Oh uh, my God, dude. Okay, so this is super important. Sorry, I was staring at my cat. I was like, so my my cats have this thing where they'll be doing something and then I'll look away and I'll look back at them and they'll just be staring at me like the twins in The Shining, just judging me. And so like like I was I was locking eyes with my with my cat at that point um, while she was in the middle of licking her crotch. But yes, this is super important. So I had made some kind of accusation slash insinuation in the last oh, episode no. in regards to oh, uh, Ben Clymer potentially <laughs> partnering with Instagram to get our Instagram account insta-blocked. That was... Because he, he has that power. He has that power. He just turns his mil-sub bezel to six and, and Instagram says, oh, oh shit, we gotta, we gotta fuck the two broke watch knobs. Let's just block their account before they can even post anything. Uh, so, so two, two things to say after that, uh, our account is no longer blocked. So hopefully we can get hooray. that up and running. Hooray. Hooray. We have a voice. And secondly, uh, completely not true. I am super confident Ben Clymer did not have anything to do with our Instagram getting shut down. That is completely facetious. Please do not come for me in the night. That's the main thing yeah, I he... want to say. Oh my God. Yeah, I, he... I, I didn't, I didn't tell you the big news that happened to me. A bad thing. A, a bad thing happened to me. Bad things always happen to me. Um, okay. So you know, you know Jeff Foxworthy. Maybe. Uh, he's a comedian. He does those Golden Corral commercials now. He used to be like. Oh yes. You know, yes, uh, yes, he yes. has. He used to have this bit. You know, uh, uh, you might be a redneck, or like you know, you're a redneck when like what's a famous one? Um, you might be a redneck if you have more cars on your lawn than on your garage and when none of the cars mm-hmm. work. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that guy's a redneck. So I have, I have a new one. Uh, uh, not a new redneck one, but like a, you might be, you know, obsessed with watches or you might be a watch freak when. So okay. I was driving in my neighborhood the other day, you know, where I live, and I got pulled over because I was speeding. And I was, I was totally speeding. I have no shame about that. And so the cop walks up to me and he gives me the whole thing. Oh, you know how fast you're going? I'm like, I have no idea where I am right now, officer. And so he went back to his car and he came back and he gave me a ticket. So uh, when I used to get tickets back in the 40s, when I used to get tickets, it would just say like my name and like what I did wrong. And then I'd have to like just guess how much the ticket was for. Like I'd have to go to the courthouse or I'd have to like do an algorithm or I'd have to get like National Treasure Nicholas Cage on my side to figure out what my ticket was worth but now for some reason on the ticket i got it just says the amount and so i got a ticket for 131 dollars for speeding where i live which is fine that's i I deserve that but my first thought wasn't oh no how am i going to afford to support my family which is just my fiance and my cats or how am i going to eat my first watch my first thought was 
fuck, there goes my strap code order. There goes my Super Engineer 2 for the sumo dude. That's it. It's all over. It's just going to stay on the NATO strap. That was my first thought when I had a ticket. It was not like, you know, sustaining life. It was just, damn, this is going to impact my addiction. I don't know. The last ticket I got... The last ticket I got was like five hundred dollars. Oh my god! I got a five hundred dollar ticket. I was speeding. I was <laughs> speeding in a school zone where we used to work Me together. Me too. Yeah. Really? Dude, were you speeding? I, was... I don't want to say where we used to work because I know they're gonna they're gonna come for us in the night. Also, with Ben Clymer and Instagram joke, super big joke. Jesus Christ! I gotta stop doing that. Um, did you? Did you? <laughs> Michael, if I don't call you tomorrow, you know what happened, all right? <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't anywhere close to where we were. Okay, yeah, no. Like my first week uh starting there, I'm like, oh let me explore the area and I was exploring the area and apparently I was doing it ten miles over the school zone speed limit. No, this was um this was I think almost fifty in a school zone. Damn. My hero. <laughs> Uh, that's like almost jail time. You were dressed as a greaser. You, uh, the cop comes to your car and you go, "Yeah, hey, what's the problem, officer?" And you spit your toothpick at his boots. But um, yeah, that, that was no fun. Um, hey man, I was not. But I think it was like it was like my first uh, offense or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's not not a good first ticket. So to no, have. no jail time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Super, super distracted. Um, okay. Uh, we are talking about, we wanted to talk today just a little bit more about affordable vintage watches. Yep. Yep. Because we, uh, that's what we talked about in episode one. That's what happened in episode and... one. Episode two, I have no idea what we talked about. I think we just, I don't even remember what episode two was about. It feels like it was so long ago. We should record these. About a... What's up? It was about a lot of things. It was about a lot of things. We yeah. should record these yeah. every day. Do you ever feel like that? Because like I'll, I'll sometimes be sitting at work, staring at my computer monitor, wondering how I just let my life turn to shit, and I'll be like, man, I wish we could record every day. But that <laughs> might be too much. It might be too much. I don't. I the people might be uh, overwhelmed. I don't think. Um, I don't think the general public is ready for that much two broke watch knob content. Yeah, we can try. We can we can keep once a week going. Yeah, let's keep, I think, let's, uh, let's keep once a week good, going. It's a good good goal. What, I think. what I'll do we, is I'll just start keeping a journal, and I'll 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 just I'll write every single day what I do, and then um, isn't that the premise of the Notebook? Do you ever see the Notebook? That uh, Nicholas yes. Sparks isn't that like the premise? Like she's reading his journal to him, and he's like a lizard man or something. I don't. I never saw it. I thought he was dying. He's dying. Oh, it's not. Well, now I can't see it. <laughs> we might be talking about totally different things. Dude, I hope we're talking. I hope I'm just talking about Mars Attacks, and you're just talking about the actual Nicholas Sparks movie slash novel. Did you ever see Mars Attacks? Mars Attacks is a great movie. I, there was, I think I was like seven years old, and it was like, it was like summer, and for some reason, my parents rented that for me at Blockbuster. <laughs> And like I would watch it nonstop. Yeah. Like the moment the moment the credits started rolling, I would just like rewind it and watch it again. Yeah, man. I loved making that <laughs> noise know. those aliens made, cack cack cack, or whatever <laughs> it was. Like that was it. That was like that was so much fun to me for some reason. Oh, dude. I'm surprised yeah. my parents didn't think I was just mentally retarded. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> dude, he's just walking around making this like cack 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 noise. He's fucking like ten years old. You know what I mean? Oh, she'd be quoting Shakespeare or something or whatever 10 year olds do 
So uh, I changed watches. Earlier today, I was wearing my SNK uh, Seiko on that ostrich strap. I changed yep. watches in honor of tonight's topic uh, of portable vintage watches. So I would like mm -hmm. to do an audio wrist check. I've got the Vostok on. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the, I've got I've got the Amphibion, and um, it's cool. It's really loud. I like the way it ticks. <laughs> it is... It is fairly loud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will say that. I am wearing my Omega Seamaster 30. Cool. Which is, I think... And wait, so what do you, what do you have it on if you took the... Uh... I have it on a Black NATO. The Black NATO you gave me, actually. Oh, nice. Because I didn't realize that the lug width was 18 on this. For some reason, mm -hmm. it looks way, way tinier because tinier, the actual case is only... Uh, this is the 1962 Omega Seamaster 30, uh, 286 caliber. So this is like a 34, 35 millimeter watch. So it just looks smaller. And so I didn't realize it was 18 millimeters until I just, I was putting everything away in my watch box because I decided to use it. And I'm like, oh my God, I can use this ostrich strap, which was originally on the Omega on anything. And so I put it on the <laughs> SNK and then, um, this thing actually looks kind of cool on a NATO, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's what I really like about the old the old Seamasters, especially the old uh, kind of case sizes, it, you know, yeah, they, they might look dressy, they might look kind of plain, but, you know, when you put them on a NATO, they kind of take on this this old, almost um, field watch. Yeah, I think sort of, sort of look. I'm, I'm doing some research on this watch and just the marketing behind it just for, um, just because I want to do some write-ups on the Two Broke Watch Snobs website. Whenever we can get that up, hopefully if if people don't try and keep us down anymore, you know, I'm not going to say names because I'm really tired of having to correct myself from being sued back to the Mesozoic era. But, um, but yeah, I think that was the intention of the original idea behind the Seamaster 30 was like a watch for people who um, might've worn some kind of field watch, but who also want something dressy, but that can also be sporty. And so having it on a NATO is kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's not as rugged or sporty as the Omega uh, uh, Seamaster 300s, which are out around the same time, late 50s, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's definitely a cool watch. So, um, so yeah, and I, I put it on in, in, in honor of this episode, not because I want to talk about this, uh, but just specifically let people know. So I think when you think of affordable vintage watch, you don't necessarily think Omega, but I bought this watch for probably, uh, I think I talked to dude down to like 375 bucks. Which is which is which is a lot if your budget's like under a hundred, but if you have a few watches under your belt and you want to break that like couple hundred barrier and you want like a vintage watch with character that you can be super versatile with, definitely look at Omega Seamaster Thirty. There are all, there are so many different iterations and they're all over the internet. Um, yeah, I mean there there are new Seikos that cost that much. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a good it's a good sort of entry for somebody that wants to um i don't want to say take that risk but um you know begin experimenting with uh purchasing vintage pieces yeah and that's that's a that's a really good price and it, it leaves you room for servicing i don't think um you're going to be in too deep uh even after you you get it serviced yeah yeah i know we we uh, i talked to you about this i need, I need to get this stupid thing serviced because every time I wind it, it's like chewing glass. Like it just grinds, and I'm like, I don't want to wind it anymore because I know I'm just hurting it. But I still <laughs> like to wear it. 
So uh, I'm gonna have to get this thing serviced. But um, so okay. So the idea here is uh, in 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 doing this little foray into if that's the right word, I have no idea. Um, I'm I'm all I'm all hopped up on cream soda right now. I didn't I didn't drink tea today. I've just been cream soda. I've just been drinking cream soda and and things I find around the house. So <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure. Old dishwater. Dish, dude, I found like I found a puddle in my bathroom. It was just it's just the free water, dude. It's free water, dude. You know. <laughs> so uh, we each decided to choose. Now I don't know what you chose. I don't, you don't know what I chose. We each decided to choose um, a specific vintage model um, to talk about, and that's basically it. So I kind of chose mine with certain criteria. I don't know what criteria you chose uh, yours with. Do you want to talk about yours first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I can, I can maybe, um, yeah, I can go first. I would say you I go first. I, I feel like I've been talking a lot and I should probably stop talking. So you should probably go first. I, I wish, I wish I knew more about this watch, but, uh, I was kind of, I came across it today and I, I had seen it before and, um, I thought, you know, what the heck I can talk about this one. The, okay. the watch that I chose, you know, you can find it on eBay. Yeah. <sighs> Between two hundred fifty to like four hundred fifty bucks, okay, all day, and it's it's a Seiko. It's a Seiko that you don't see uh, too often. Um, I don't know why it isn't more popular. It's really really cool. Okay, it's the Seiko sixty one seventeen dash sixty four ten Navigator Timer, and I don't um, I don't know that model. Actually, let me. Let me send you a link. It is, it's actually a mechanical GMT that uh, Seiko made. <laughs> what year? Back in the day. And uh, it's really cool because it's it's got like a Pepsi uh, layout, Here, Pepsi theme. It's, like it's loading you know, like... right now. Oh, that's so cool! I I've I've seen a picture of this. Okay, so um, we'll put a picture in the show notes, but it looks like a. What's that case shape called? To know? I think it is. It's almost, it, it's almost like a to know sort of yeah. like shape. Um, and yeah, uh, like 1968. Uh, you know, the, it's the 6105 caliber, and they, you know, they stuck a GMT function up top. Wow. So, um, and it's it's really damn cool. I, it, you know, I think it, I know it hacks. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's a hand winding movement. But uh, you can find really good examples, you know, in that 250, 450 range. Uh, sometimes people will will go out and get them serviced. Um, you know, that's fine. I, it's it's just not cool when people start painting hands and refinishing dials because I don't know. It ends up looking weird. Another cool thing about this one, I think that um, the 24-hour bezel um, is internal. So it turns. It looks like it, yeah. So there's got to be yeah, a different. I only see one crown. How does it turn? Um, I, I don't know. I think, you know, I think I saw a video of it a while ago. Um, but you know, I was I was searching today. I, today I was looking at the, you know, that brand Oak and Oscar. Oh sure. Yeah. So they have they have their new uh, Sanford. Uh, GMT model. Okay. Uh, 
and it looks really really cool but it's kind of expensive it's like it's 18 i think it's 1850 it's limited to 300 pieces yeah but it is it is so damn cool if i i um, when i'm like when you said okanashka i'm like those are the guys that only make like 10 of something and yes and so sometimes i guess it 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 the price can be justified, but not for someone just starting out. I think they're going to be a wind-up. We're going to be a wind-up. We are going to be a wind-up. We're going to be a wind-up. October 21st to the 23rd in uh, Chelsea, New York. Two broke watch knobs. Hopefully they don't kick us out. The public event, they can't kick us out. Unless there's signs <laughs> saying, like, you know, no no two broke watch knobs allowed. You know what I mean? Then that's just a whole different... Then we'll, then we'll open up our own watch for across the street with blackjack and hookers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and if they do kick us out, we'll come back the next day. <laughs> we'll just come back the next day, dude. Persistence. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I, I was looking. I was looking at that watch. I, I, I don't know why I, um, you know, stumbled upon their their site. Um, you know, I must have just been droning on on Instagram and mm. saw a photo. Uh, but um, it's a cool piece. Like, my my initial impressions is if I were to see someone wearing this. Um, Assume, you know, obviously I would know a little bit about watches. I would see it and immediately be intrigued because it's a very... It's a the very, Seiko or the, the Okanoscar? I'm talking about the Seiko. I'm sorry. I'm still looking at the Seiko. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, already, I've already said that they were going to get kicked out of there, so I'm past Okanoscar. <laughs> like, Okanoscar are going to see us and they say, hey, you know, fuck those guys. They're not coming in here. And then Takiri is going to come and zip tie our hands to like light posts and dogs are going to pee on us. Or whatever happens in New York, I have no idea. I'm not sure what happens in New York. That's just what I've read <laughs> online, on Reddit. Um, but no, it's a very thoughtful piece. It's super cool. It kind of has... You can tell it's old, but you can super still wear it these days. Like, there's some vintage watches where you're like, okay, that's a vintage watch. That's not something I would go and buy in, like, a boutique out of a case. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for some reason... Um... You know these the prices on these are still kind of soft. I I don't know if I don't know if they've caught on or I mean maybe the prices have gone up cuz um you know I, maybe you can get them for like 80 bucks at some point but I think uh I'm not sure there are any examples now on eBay uh, from a US seller. Actually there's one um this one's 4.95 accepting offers and looks to have might have the original bracelet yes interesting with the original bracelet wow. so i mean that's that's not bad you can you can um you know you can offer 100 less see if they counter and um yeah you might have a pretty nice uh you know vintage seiko that's a little bit different than you know the divers that uh i think a lot of people try to go for like the old like turtles or yeah or you know old marine masters and tunas and stuff like that uh this is it's just a little bit different and uh i would it prompted me to go on like a like an affordable gmt hunt uh which is tough which is tough it's really it's really you you've known that uh, i don't know i i love gmt watches oh, like dual time zone functions and uh, I don't know. This one, this one's really, really damn cool. And I think, I think if you find a good example, you know, where the hands aren't relumed or, you know, 
I don't know, the, the, the dial isn't painted something weird. I think it's a good watch to, uh, to kind of jump on. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my pick. Uh, it's definitely cool. I feel like someone, so cause just cause I was pretty close to this experience about how long, how long have we been doing watches? How long, how long ago did you get me into watch a year, a year, two years ago? Yeah, maybe like a year or two ago. Because like because it's it's I want everyone to know it's Michael's fault. I got into watches. So all my fault. It's all all Michael's fault. Um, I'll never I'll never forget the day. <laughs> did we ever talk about that? I can't remember because I know we've talked about it before, but I can't remember if we talked about it on the show. I I reported to uh, I reported to Kaz at uh you know at this job and he he took me into I guess <laughs> he kind of. Did, did you make me get up uh, like out of my desk? Yeah. Okay. Like... So okay. So apparently, I, I guess we didn't say it. So yeah. So I, 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 we, we, we worked together, and um, I needed to talk to Michael. So I got out of my chair, and uh, I just walked over to him. And um, at this point, I think we were like close, close, but we hadn't like like gotten to like dick joke close because there's a there's a, there are barriers of friendships. You know what I'm saying? There's like yeah. initial oh we both like Blood and Two and it's like oh we both like cursing and then and then and then there's the third barrier the dick joke barrier where you can make dick, dick jokes, jokes and it's totally cool you know what I'm saying so when he when when he asked me to go into another room I was like well I'm getting fired <laughs> he's gonna take me uh, to the back with the Gestapo or the German <laughs> Federal Police or whatever it is and so uh, yeah I I I had uh, I'm like hey man can I talk to you for a second over here and like I went and I asked him into the room we had this conference slash video room at the time which was like like the semi-disciplinary area just because we didn't really have a lot of places so i can only imagine what was going through michael's head obviously you know he said now i'm, I'm getting fired this is awesome you know <laughs> and so uh uh we were there and we were talking and i was like hey man i just wanted to ask you like uh if i wanted to get a watch that wasn't too expensive but that would like impress someone who was a watch person what would my options be? So, like, super full disclosure, and I'm pretty sure I've told you the reason I was asking is because at that time, I was I was starting to look uh, for other opportunities, and so I'm like, all right, I gotta get yeah. my gotta get my interviewing pants on, and like I for some reason had this like strange idea that uh, what would trump my 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 honestly really just sh shitty resume would be if I looked good. I'm like, if I can do whatever I can to look good, I can walk in there piece of dog shit on a resume, but if I look good. <laughs> maybe I got a chance, you know what I'm saying? And so I, for some reason, had it in my brain where I'm like, I, I should get, I should get a nice watch. Cause all I had at that point was, um, I had that orange dialed quartz Caravel. Caravel is owned by Bulova, um, that I'd gotten as a gift, which is a cool watch. I mean, I, 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 we'll talk about this in a later episode. It was a quartz watch, which we really believe has, has, has its own kind of appeal, but I didn't feel like it was like, interview appropriate you know what i mean have you seen the old like old vintage caravels uh is it caravel or Bulova who had the 666 diapers from vietnam i think that's Bulova. oh okay no um, i haven't seen the old caravels then but yeah that that vendor that um that i kind of i pointed you toward uh the other day the uh what are they called those watch guys.com okay <laughs> Yeah, they have a lot of uh, a lot of old caravels and oh yeah and stuff yeah like that. yeah I remember I remember yeah 
so um so yeah no that was and that was uh and it was i think it was down downhill after that i think also because that was that was i know why i know why i asked you why i knew it was going to make a difference um michael and i were having i'm trying to keep this as vague as possible uh, Michael and I were having a meeting with someone about another business opportunity in Miami. You remember we had lunch at that place you were talking about before? Mm-hmm. And um, the guy had asked us, you know, what we knew about, like, uh, or no, someone in the room had asked us if we knew about luxury products, and I'm sitting there with my orange-dialed Caravelle, and I'm like, nope. I am wearing $25 shoes. I'm wearing a shirt I bought at The Gap I don't like, and I'm wearing this watch. And uh, someone in the room goes, oh, well, obviously this guy does. And he points to Michael. And like, oh, this guy's wearing a Rolex. And I'm like, Michael's wearing a Rolex? <laughs> like, I had, I, it was, I, was, I was amazed so quickly because you know, the thing is, I, my only experience at that point with Rolex was um, my dad has a Datejust 1 Roman numeral wide dial two-tone that he got in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, we'll talk about family watches, I think, in a later episode we talked about that. But that was my only experience with Rolex. So I thought that's what Rolex was. And so I look, and at the time, you don't have it anymore. You got rid of it, but you had that pre-ceramic bezel. Uh, was it no date stuff, or was it, did it have, yep, did it have... Uh, the the one four zero six zero? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, man, like that, like that made a difference. And so I think it was like a week or two after that, and I'm like, I gotta get my shit together. I gotta get a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it makes a difference. But you know what's funny? Ever since then, since I've been like getting watches no one gives a shit what i wear no one's ever looked at my except you and like and like people who at like watch boutiques when i pretend i'm like a oil tycoon or an arab chic you know what i mean like no one else gives a shit what the but hell the I'm watch wearing. the the watch spotting is it's almost like a sickness like i i don't know about you but i find myself kind of just like staring at wrists like <laughs> dude i have like no way, idea what anyone looks much. like anymore all I know is what's on their wrist and what shoes they're wearing. I don't know why I look at people's shoes all the time. It's just this thing I do. So I'll, 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 I'll wrist, shoes, and if they talk, I might look at their face. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Maybe. Depends. But yeah, no, I'm t- I com- <laughs> completely agree. I, I, just, I just don't know what people look like anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, yeah it's, it's all my fault. <laughs> it's all, and it's pretty damn cool if I might say so myself. Like, 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 I... I I work at um, at a fairly large media corporation here in Orlando, and everyone in my office has a goddamn Apple Watch. Everyone <laughs> has an Apple Watch. Like, we have stand-up meetings every morning for some reason. And um, I'll just do a quick ocular pat-down, and every now and then I might say something cool. Like, I actually saw, <laughs> I told you, I saw some guy wearing the, uh, I, think it was, I think it was stainless steel Royal Oak. The Those AP. Those are ridiculous. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, shit, I've got to tell Mike. Um, <laughs> I saw some uh, some other contractor, corporate goon, was in there, and he was wearing a no date sub on the bracelet, uh, on the mm-hmm. the stock bracelet. Um, but otherwise, it's just goddamn Apple watches or gears. There's a couple gears. The 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 <laughs> the the tech guys wear the Samsung gears. The Normalos wear the Apple watch. <laughs> but I think that's. You know, another reason I think uh, something like this Seiko Navigator uh, timer, um, you know, if you if you wore this in that same room and I don't know, some somehow got into a conversation with with a dude that wears an Apple Watch, it, it's it's still something really cool. It'll it'll spark a conversation. 
Um, oh yeah. It's just it's it's so it's so different, and I'm I'm looking at this. Um, <clears throat> I think the first image in that link that I sent you. The coolest part is that it's almost like a tiny red like GMT hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you if that hand, if you knew that was stock or if they put it on afterwards. Yeah, that's 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 original, and it just looks so cool. That's badass. I don't know. We'll put that. Um, I guess we could put that link up in the show notes or the or a picture up just so folks can see how cool it is. Um, yeah, that's 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 definitely a good one. So what I would say the only the only thing I would say could be an issue with that is the big thing. Oh, and this was my point. This is before I totally, I totally just derailed myself earlier. The point I was trying to make is, <laughs> I've only been doing this for like a year or two. All right, back on track. Whew. And um, I can speak from this more uh, uh, just currently because I went through it very recently. And that when you start looking at vintage watches, the risk factor is super, super high in your brain because you're just like, okay, I could spend four hundred bucks on this watch, but. What if it's just busted? What if it's fake? What if I can't trust the seller? What if it explodes or falls apart in the in the post? It's just, you know what I'm saying? They're all just they're all just filled with sand. They're every all... vintage watch. <laughs> so, but that, that that's I I know that's dumb, but like that was one of the fears I had when I started looking at uh, vintage watches. Like when I got my uh, Raketa Big Zero, my Pecetta, the Pecetta Big Zero. I was convinced the guy was just going to send me like a pog with a watch strap attached to it, like stapled to the sides of it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get fucked. I'm going to get fucked wait, by this wait, guy. A, a pog? Like like the like, like the slammer? You were pogs pog? and slammers, dude? The yeah, game? I thought that was going to be like, like like a pog with just like a picture of the watch. Or like he just drew a watch on there. And he just wrote, he just wrote big zero and like a big dick on it. And he, and he stapled watch straps to the side. And he just put that in an envelope, licked it shut, and just wrote Kasim's dumbass in the envelope and just threw it in the mail. And it's somehow, somehow the U.S. Post Office would know, oh, okay, this must be Kasim who lives over here in Orlando. Let's, let's ruin his, well, at the time, I wasn't in Orlando. At the time, I was over in, you know, we were in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Uh, let's, yeah. let's find this guy and just fucking just ruin his day. So I feel like, <laughs> even when I did the purchase for the Omega, for the Omega Seamaster 30 I'm wearing right now, 375 bucks, I'm like, shit, man, that's a lot of money for something that's, Basically, like I think twice my age. How the how the shit old am I? I'm almost thirty. <clears throat> almost thirty. Yeah, so it's like almost twice my age. So I don't know. It's just, and so what I'm trying to say is, gosh, I have to get medicated or something like that. But the point I'm trying to make is, I think I think first initial interactions with uh, uh, vintage watches need to be where the risk factor is low to the point where if you did purchase a vintage watch and it is misrepresented maybe everything's not original maybe they replaced a second hand or maybe it's like a redial or maybe it's not original case back or maybe there's a part in the movie that's not original if you only spent 30 or 40 bucks you know oh well that sucks that's a 30 or 40 dollar hit you learn from it i'd rather learn from yeah. a 30 or 40 dollar hit than from like a 400 dollar hit you know what i'm saying which is why which is why i think yeah those those um kind of older russian watches and even you know I'm I'm not gonna be afraid to say it. I've been looking at some old uh, vintage mechanical Timexes. Is that right? That's um, pretty badass. And you can find them on eBay for like thirty-five bucks. Shit, and that's it's, so uh, cool. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's 
it's not it's not that bad of a hit where if you get the watch in the mail and it's kind of just like I don't know, it, it's not something you wanted or or it just it's beyond repair or maybe you maybe you didn't research the listing all that well right or maybe maybe it's like the size of a nickel <laughs> that's not like, that's the other thing i think people also should be super aware of when you get a vintage yeah. watch be super super cognizant of the fact that watches I mean, even like 15, 20 years ago, like they were much smaller than like watches are now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. That when when I got this Omega in the mail, that was the first thing that struck me. I'm like, oh, it's about the size of a fucking quarter. You know what I mean? What What is it like a 32 or this 33 is, or something? This uh, is the the lug stick out relatively far. It's probably a 34. You know what I'm saying? Well, well that's that's the most important. Um you know measurement you know, lug the, to lug. The lug to lug yeah yeah i haven't measured so. it lug to lug but um the case like width like round wise it's uh it's 34 35 i think um cool so okay so the the affordable vintage watch piece i wanted to talk about after that oh how long has it been 20 minutes 20 minute intro, <laughs> 20 minute introduction um is the uh, it's a, it's another raketa but it's one that you and i have talked about which completely i think just completely blew your mind when you saw it because you know what the fuck it was the uh, the Riketa Perpetual Calendar. Is that the one? With, it looks like it's like a little like tiny football field. It looks that's a, that's actually an excellent description. Uh, it looks like a little tiny football field on the on the watch. Let me see. I'm gonna try and use Facebook Messenger to share this image. Uh, don't send it to them. I don't like them. Send it to you. Okay, so yeah, a quick Facebook Messenger rant. Fucking, do you know? Every time I log on to this thing. It apparently sends a notification out to people that like I'm now on Facebook Messenger. So I have people who I haven't talked to in like like 15 years. Like, hey man, how's it going? It's like, dude, I don't want to talk to you. Like, if I if I haven't talked to you in 15 years, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. You know? Yeah, I I don't like Facebook Messenger. We we gotta we have to figure something else out. <laughs> I say we just. <laughs> That's not gonna work. I I just all right, scratch that. I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna say we should get you remember uh do you remember those um oh those talk backers those yak backs from home alone do you remember that the talk boys talk boys talk <laughs> boys dude that's it we should each get a talk boy talk on the phone but record our voice on the talk boy and then i'll mail you my my cassette because it records on on, on cassettes and then you can yep. you can use GarageBand to put the cassettes together. I don't think I don't think GarageBand You're... recognizes cassettes. <laughs> well, our listeners are in luck because I still have my Talkboy. You still? Oh my god, that's insane! <laughs> and you can you can record and you can speed up the sound or slow it down and uh, you know <laughs> it's it's a uh, some good times. Talk good times boy. Okay, Raketa Perpetual Calendar. So I like this watch a lot because for people who know about watches and who are familiar with Raketa, it's probably one of the more recognizable watches that Raketa has done. I mean, there are some other popular ones. There's the uh, Copernic, which is really, really cool. Uh, there's the Big Zero, mm. which I have. But the Perpetual Calendar is, I think, especially memorable because it's just, it's very weird looking. Um, so for people who are familiar or unfamiliar with perpetual calendar movements and michael i'm sure i'm sure you are this is not actually a perpetual calendar movement (laughs) 
No. But they're calling. <laughs> but they're calling it a perpetual calendar. So, this is something you're gonna notice, uh, and that I love with vintage watches, uh, vintage Russian watches, is that um, after 1927, when it was decided that Russia was going to make its own watches, they basically weren't gonna buy Swiss watches or French watches or British watches, which were like a thing at the time. Any of that bullshit. They wanted to make. They wanted to be completely insular. They wanted to make everything themselves. And so, as a result of that, fairly quickly, they had to come up with their own really weird ways of getting around common things the world had already kind of solved. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, this perpetual calendar, we'll put a picture up in the show notes. So, the way it works is, did you figure out how this perpetual calendar works? Did I ever explain it to you? Um, well, they, they ran out of time, essentially. Well, well, yes. Well, yeah, that's not how it works. That was a... Uh, it was a design flaw. So the 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 perpetual calendar, the way it's supposed to work is they're similar to the, actually the sticker you just showed me. There's essentially a second internal bezel, but it's underneath the dial, and you can see it in the bottom and the top part. There are these slits. There's a white bar on the top and a white bar on the bottom. The one on the bottom are years, and the ones on the top are days. Um, okay. So what you do is you're supposed to and uh, so what you're supposed to rotate it so the year matches whatever the month is and the months are above the years on the bottom there that's that uh, white text above the bottom window so if you put like fucking like 1980 on June and by the way I can't read any of the dial dial because it's all in Cyrillic it all just looks like gibberish to me. Um, so if you're able to figure out what's, what June is in Russian Cyrillic, you would put 1980 or 1980 or whatever there. And then what would happen was at the top, the top are the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I mean, you know, the days of the week, whatever, uh, they're all there. And so what happens is the days of the week will correspond to the different blocks of numbers below it. So you see these blocks of numbers, one, eight, 15, 20, 28, blah, 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 blah. Yep. That, oh, yeah, look at that. That will show you that within the month of June of 1980, there are the that Monday will fall on the 1st, the 8th, the 15th, Tuesday will fall on the 2nd, the 9th, the 15th. So that's their version of a perpetual calendar. It does still kind of hope you know what the day actually is. Like, you're not going to wake up from, like, a four-week coma, look at, look at the Raketa perpetual calendar, and know what the exact date is. You still sort of have to know... <laughs> If it's like the third or the fourth, you know what I mean? Well, that's why everybody needs a Patek perpetual calendar in their life. That's why we should all have Patek perpetual calendars, dude. We should all have <laughs> those Jackie Chan Richard meals with like the dragon like hugging a yin yang. I have no idea what the hell it is. And uh, <laughs> we should all have uh, Patek Philippe perpetual calendars. <laughs> so what's what? Okay. I, I think I might have seen this one before. So I'm going to send you another one now. What's the. What's kind of the difference between this sort of configuration, the one that you showed me at first, and this, um, it's, this it's, one I'm going to send you? It's loading it's, right now. Do, 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 do. Same thing. Uh, what same you'll, thing? Yeah, this is actually a later model. So what okay. you'll notice, if my tablet will cooperate, tablet, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, it, it is It is the same layout, but the that other disc is on the bottom, right? Is that it? Oh, no, it's on the top and the bottom. Okay, cool. What you'll notice... Hold on, I'm going to... I'm about to throw my tablet in the oven. What you'll notice is the uh, the months at the bottom, they're pushed up higher. So what they did was on this modern watch, if you look at the green one I was just showing you, the indices, 
they're not numbered. Here, what they did was they pushed the days, the number days of the week, and the actual months closer to the center, and then they surrounded the dial with Roman numerals. So you can still see what time it was because huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see it now. So that's what they did. Um, an indication also that this is a newer one is that the Raketa... So, okay, so the uh, the, the, the actual Soviet, like, for Russia made only, that's not made for export, like vintage Russian uh, uh, Raketa piece, it won't say Raketa mm-hmm. on the dial. It'll, it'll say Paketa, which is like, you know, it's P is R over in Russia, and then luckily Aketa is the same here over there, so... If you oh, if you're is. looking at if you're looking at uh, Raketa Perpetual calendars and you see one and it has an R instead of a P in Raketa, and you were interested in maybe getting something that was more more true to like the time of like Soviet construction, just for like non-export uses, like maybe pre 1990s. Also, uh, keep looking. Looking look for something that has the P instead of the R there. Also, what okay. you'll notice is the months are in English. And the days at the top, which is blocked by this, uh, which I believe might be a replacement crystal because it's kind of blocking the uh, the top window where the days are, that's all in English. So if you really want it to be a true uh, oh, yeah, the 50s... The days are in English. Yeah, you can't, you can't see shit. I don't know what someone did with this thing. Or it might, it might just be a mm-hmm. shite picture. But if you want like an authentic like 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, like actual like USSR, this is from like the Soviet Union watch, uh, like not toward like closer to the collapse in uh 92 93 you started seeing more uh english on it if you want something that's just like true to that time you shouldn't be able to read anything on the dial except the arabic well, still, numerals e- even with the best examples you can find w- what are we talking like 60 bucks or, or what dude you, you can find them honestly between 20 and 100 bucks in all this is all variations of like condition uh time era you know um things like that what's really cool also about these watches is they came in in all different kinds of styles so you're gonna see blue dials you're gonna see pink dials you're gonna see green dials you're gonna see script uh you're gonna see just like straight up like regular not script i don't know what the hell not script is called uh print there you go <laughs> idiot i have a master's i couldn't think of the word print uh fucking prints um, you're going to see them in gold plating. You can see them in, uh, like regular, just stainless steel polished. They're super, super cool. Excuse me. I totally just burped and I really hope the mic didn't pick it up. I've been burping the whole time. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and just a disclaimer. If you, same as last time we were recording, my neighbor is just blasting electronic dance music and it sounds like someone's getting murdered outside. I don't even live in like a bad area. I live in a very nice area, but for some reason, whenever I'm trying to like record stuff, cause I record stuff a lot. It always just sounds like I'm recording from some fucking slaughterhouse. You know what I mean? Some slaughterhouse with like a fucking dance floor on the ceiling. Like this is nice. This is this is where I live now. You know? It's uh maybe maybe they can help us with the um two broke watch knobs intro maybe. intro music. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just... we, were, we were we're trying um yeah, we're still trying to work out the intro music. I'm excited though. I think we have some good things in the works. <laughs> okay. Um, so what I wanted to say also, uh, with these watches, which you have to be careful for, not necessarily be careful for, it just depends. If you're looking for something that's really true, um, I made a mistake earlier. I said 50s, 60s, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Raketa didn't become Raketa until 1961, 1962, after Yuri Gagarin made his orbit around the Earth. So Raketa, 
uh, the watch brand, which means rocket in Russian, was made to commemorate his travel. I think he's. I think he went around the. He orbited the Earth in like a styrofoam raft or something like that. He was like the first guy in space. Uh, he was a Soviet cosmonaut. So in honor of that, they made Raketa in 1962. So if you want to look for an, Arketa, uh, uh, an authentic Raketa piece from 60s, 70s, uh, even late 80s, you know, make sure it's all Cyrillic. Make sure the uh, the Raketa actually says Paketa because P is R in Cyrillic. In addition to that, you're going to want to be careful because the movement, this movement in here is a uh, 2628. Two, two, six, two, eight. So you're going to see some variations within Raketa of the 2-6 movement. Uh, like my Big Zero has the 2-6-0-9. This one has the 2-6-2-8. Uh, um, hmm. So the size of the movement is similar, and a lot of the parts are also interchangeable. In addition to that, uh, what they have now also is a lot of surplus stock from older movements that they're still putting in some watches. So there, what I'll do is I'll put a picture up of it, but you want to make sure... Uh, actually, I can put a picture up on Facebook Messenger for you to see, Michael. Uh, do, 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 do. You want to make sure it has the stamps on the right place uh, within the watch. So I'm going to send you a picture, Michael, so you can see what I'm talking about, just so I'm not talking out of my ass. Make sure that I do the best. Did you did that pop up? <clears throat> Let's see. Yep. Okay. So you see uh, the center bridge plate, the one that kind of has that. It looks like a rhombus trapezoid. I have no idea. So what you'll it goes yep. all the way across that bridge. At the larger part, it's going to say it's going to be stamped two six two a h. And then at the very bottom, towards the end, you're going to see an S and a U. <clears throat> so the SU stamp was sort of used, not infrequently, but it wouldn't be uncommon to see the SU stamp in... It, it would not be uncommon if you didn't see it in an older movement. So um, now I hope the listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that the SU is a Soviet Union designation. So this is okay. uh, between the 60s to the 80s, and then in the very latter half of the Soviet Union, I think it became RUS. So if you want to look for the or the uh, this Rakata Perpetual Calendar with the correct movement, with the correct like uh, dial and all that stuff, got to be all Cyrillic. The back, if you can get a movement shot, it should say 2628H, and on the same uh, bridge plate that spans across the whole thing, SU. It should say it there. Mm -hmm. What I have seen on some newer pieces is they have the 2628 on the mainspring barrel. Uh, the mainspring barrel, how, how can I describe that? That is uh, the big gear with the flathead screw bit at on the top of that bridge plate. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'll see it stamped there. What I think is that they started doing that to kind of emulate some of the really fine hand finishing you would see on watches. Uh, in the in Russia, made in the 30s and the 40s, like you'll like the first Russia watch factory, in the first Moscow Russian watch factory, that's where they usually had uh, their stamps. I think in like the 50s, otherwise they would have had it on that same main bridge plate. Um, but that's a different movement. That's a whole different episode. I'm not going to bore you with that. But um, but yeah, so that's and this is a peach. Uh, this is a peach. Yeah, it's a peach. It's a peach, ladies and gentlemen. It's a peach. I should have. I, you know, if I opened the box when I ordered the Big Zero and it wasn't a Pog, but it was a Peach, 
with just like with just like some packing tape for a watch strap, I wouldn't have been mad. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I love peaches, man. It, that would be pretty impressive uh, to get a peach uh, from from what Bulgaria over to. Uh... I got this <laughs> one. I uh, big zero came from Ukraine. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Actually, you're going to get these pieces. A lot of these pieces are going to come out of four Viet, uh, four Viet, former Soviet Union kind of uh, <clears throat> countries. The best examples, things. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the best examples, um, and for the best prices also. Uh, so you're gonna get them. You get a lot out of Bulgaria. You get a lot out of Ukraine. You get a lot out of Russia, obviously. Um, you will get some Russian pieces coming out of Italy, which is something we've talked about. Which is, I still don't understand mm-hmm. the correlation, but it's there. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's. Is there is there anything I missed talking about with this? Do you have any questions, Michael? Do you have any questions? About the Raketa perpetual Man. calendar slash fake perpetual calendar. I'm just looking at these, um, also these uh, Raketa Copernics again. I love that fucking watch. <laughs> they're so cool. I it's... mean, and like fifty bucks all day long. Yeah. And I, I, I almost say you have to go like black tile with these. I think I, I think that's original. So I think later what they did was uh, so it, we'll we'll put a picture up of the of the Copernic. But basically, what it's supposed to look like, um, I believe, is the hour hand. Uh, Michael, you correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not looking at a picture right now. The hour hand is the sun, and the minute hand is the moon. And so yes. it's supposed to be like an homage to Copernicus. So as the watch hands move, it's supposed to emulate like an eclipse. You know what I mean? Um, it's super um, cool. It is such a great novelty watch that can be had for a really great price. Uh, it's the same movement in my Big Zero. That's the uh, Raketa Two Six Zero Nine. Um, so it's a hand winding, eighteen or seventeen joule movement. Super reliable. Um, I've dropped that thing. That thing's probably seen more action than I ever will getting colon cancer sitting in the office all day. You know what I'm saying? And it's still a super, <laughs> super reliable movement. Uh, and it's a really cool watch. So I believe now, uh, if there are, if, if for some reason Mark Gordon, who's a who's a really famous watch collector, Soviet watch collector, is listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the black dial versions are the first iteration. What you'll see afterwards, I think, are sort of like a silver dial, like a like a like a space tinfoil looking silver dial, right, Michael? Is that what you're seeing over there in eBay? Yeah, eBay I also i I found a black one, and uh, I have a movement shot here too. And it's got it's got the SU yeah. on, on the bridge, um, but on the other side, it's a uh, two six yeah two six zero nine HA. So you, you that's that's the movement, right? That's the movement. So what okay, I'm cool. so uh, again, if that magical listener, Mark Gordon, if you can hear me, uh, can correct me if I'm wrong. The H and the HA and those things. My understanding is I think they put those there maybe for different runs. A lot of the times, um, I think the movements might have been made someplace else, like uh, um, if there was ever surplus or something like that, or I think if something was added to the movement specific for that watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Like something small. Um because like like so the uh, uh, I believe the the perpetual calendar is a great example. It's two six two eight H. I believe you're going to see on uh, the perpetual calendar movements. The H, if I'm mm. not mistaken, is designating the second crown and gear system to move that internal day year thing. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. Could These super just... could super be wrong. I would love to be corrected. So someone please chime in. You know, send me a... These are these are just stupid affordable, man. Yeah, they're super cool. It's... And the thing is, if you did if you were looking for like an all super original one or something like that, and you spend fifty bucks and if you got it and if the crystal wasn't original, which is super common, or if like the crown's not original, dude, it's still a cool fucking watch and you only spend fifty bucks on it. Yeah. I spend more on my Seiko SNK. I I I, I paid sixty bucks for that. You know, <laughs> that's true. Which is a cool fucking watch. Uh, don't, get me wrong. don't get me wrong; it's an awesome, awesome watch. It's just, you know, when I feel like when people think of like, oh, so this is a really funny story about the Seiko SNK. Actually, that's the watch you told me to get if I wanted to impress people at a job interview. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a seven S two six movement, which yeah. I mean, to my, I don't know, I don't know if the rumors are still going around or if somebody finally got an official statement, but that movement is either discontinued or it's oh. supposed to be discontinued Shit. pretty soon. I didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> which is why you've seen like some of the hysteria and like the spikes and like um, watches with seven S two six movements inside. Like really. I think I think on Amazon at some point like an SKX 007 was like 300 bucks. Jesus, like, <laughs> they've they've come down again. Um, you know th- that movement. I think um, I think it's been around for like 18 years, maybe ni- almost 19 years. Um, it's 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 not going anywhere for now. Right. But, uh, you know it's 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 a solid watch. That watch is gonna. <laughs> You you get you're gonna get some some good years out of that watch. Oh yeah, no, I plan on it. And it's cool. It's just a cool uh it's got good wrist presence, uh in like a not gaudy, you know, uh Invicta way. Um It's just cool. I like that watch a lot, and so that was the I paid sixty bucks and I got that watch and uh you gave me a couple of NATO straps for it and that was it. But um but Nice yeah. Invicta bro. Nice <laughs> I told you about that guy I work with, right? Yeah. That, yeah oh, did. man. So this is... Do we have time to talk about trying to make watch friends? How, how long is this? I don't know. We... Well, I mean, we, we went over some... You know, we went over two two pretty good models, um, I think. Yeah, both both that Seiko and, and the... Um, you know, the Raketa you mentioned. Yeah, both, both solid choices for anybody that's, um, you know looking to get into vintage yeah. um find the, something respectable the great thing about the perpetual calendar too much also cash. uh yeah yeah like like you you're not going to burn a hole in your pocket with either one of these but like yeah my point with the raketa being between like 20 and 100 bucks for a fucking like amazing one like they like like oh we pulled this one out of like a cosmonaut's taint like that's how like like a diamond like that's how pristine this watch is that, that, that that's a hundred dollars okay do not spend a yeah. hundred bucks for one of these watches. Um, is that if you're like in college and you have like some sort of interest in watches, but also an interest just in like history or just kind of cool things like that, you could easily do 20, 30, 40 bucks. And the thing is, these yep. watches are always on eBay. They're on eBay all the time. Also, uh, small secret, not so small secret. If you want better prices, in my opinion, check out Etsy. For some reason, People sell a lot of vintage Russian watches on Etsy because, uh, and and they sell it for for less because I think the uh, the fees I think the fees are less on Etsy. 
You mentioned that. I I still haven't looked. Um, Check it out. It's pretty funny. You know what I mean? Mm. But um. Yeah. So should we talk about? Well, okay. I'm gonna. All right. So just it is really difficult to make watch friends. Cause it's it like, is. It's, I, it's it's difficult to to even talk to other people about it. Yeah, um, the only way I can the only way I can describe it, I think, in the best way possible, is like early Christianity. It's Greece, and you're walking around, and you're a Christian, but you don't know who else is Christian. You don't want to like try and like make that connection because the thing is, like back in the day, like like post post AD and all that stuff, that was underground. You know what I mean? That was like it was not a mainstream oh, religion. Yeah. So like. Nope. You had to be careful. Like, oh, I can't just talk to this guy about watches. He might crucify me. You know, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, obviously. But, like, it's that, I have that kind of feeling. Like, oh, if I if I talk to someone about watches, if I open up my heart, I'm it's going to get crapped on. I'm going to get hurt. And it's happened basically every time. Every time I've tried to talk to someone about a watch, it's just gone wrong. Like, I, okay, I was going to talk about this guy at work. But I'm going to talk about him later. What I want to talk about is that kid I met at uh, Payway. Because we were talking about Russian watches just now in this episode. They're, I told you about this kid, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he had like a... This little... It, it was like this fucking... A re, reissue or something? What, he, was it had, like a, a he had one? a reissue. A Vostok uh, reissue. Not a reissue, but like a modern. Uh, he had the Red Star tank um, commander ski. Commander ski. Or, uh, or amphibian. I can't remember. No, it's probably, it's probably the commander ski. Uh, so for those of you who don't know Vostok, it's another Russian watch brand. Uh, it was created during World War II uh, to provide watches specifically for the Soviet Army. So post-World War II, things got a little bit weird. The company sort of went bankrupt in 2010, and now someone called Vostok Europe owns them, and they're still making these watches. Yep. They're interesting. It's, uh, they're cheap. You get them for under 100 bucks, but... Um, but they're not like the vintage amphibias uh, that like that like, like Michael you're wearing right now. It's not like that. So this uh, so I went to uh, I went to a payway because I had no self-respect with uh, my fiance, and uh, uh, we ordered online. I went to pick up my food, and uh, this this kid who's probably I, I don't know if he's a kid. I, I'm I'm a really bad judge of age, but he was probably like 20 or 19. He was behind the register, you know, tapping at buttons or whatever. And uh, I look at his wrist. I have no idea what his face looks like, but I look at his wrist and I'm like, oh my God, he's wearing uh, the Red Star Tank Commander Ski or, or Amphibian. I can't remember which one it was. And I'm like, that's so fucking, like, even even though it was like a newer one, it was a newer one. It wasn't one of the uh, original, um, uh, like, 80s ones. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, this is, and like, I wanted to turn to, to, to my fiance and be like, Becky, I'm going to make a new friend, but I can't, you can't just do that in public because you look like a psychopath. And so um, <laughs> this kid's rigging us up, and I'm like, oh, uh, hey, man. Immediately when I said, hey, man, I just, I just regretted it. I'm like, I should I should bad, just, I should, bad idea. Should just, my, just kept, kept my fucking mouth shut and just, just shoved my emotions down. Like my, like my need for human connection, I should have just shoved that shit down and just ignored it. And I go, oh, hey, man, sweet Vostok. And uh, he has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. He looks at me like I'm, like, like, like I'm on fire. And he's like, uh, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, your 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 watch, dude. Sweet sweet Vostok is like, oh no no, it's a Russian watch." I'm like, I mean, I mean, I just want to hit him and run. I'm like, I don't even know why I fucking like why, why do I want to wow. have friends, Michael? <laughs> You're my friend, which is cool, but like like during my like like when I'm passing someone in the hall, what's that part of my brain that's just like, hey, why don't you say nice weather? 
what why does my brain do that because i know if i do that they're just gonna think i'm some kind of rapist because that's just it's tough it's tough man it's it's tough finding watch friends it's tough, tough finding, finding, watch... finding good, good good watch <laughs> i mean maybe maybe um maybe we all have to join nawcc and uh go, go to these uh these meet and greets and stuff and uh I, I you know. you 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 join so hold on but before we before we talk about that this kid so i'm like i'm like oh you're uh uh you know you're watching like oh no it's a it's a russian watch and i i just i just played dumb like oh yeah cool like yeah my my brother bought it from when he was in russia i don't know anything about it but i just think it looks so cool and i'm just like you little you like you fucking <laughs> you fucking twerp like i just i hope you choke on a fishbone and no one finds you like you're just home alone in your fucking garage apartment <laughs> Surrounded by Ghost in the Shell DVDs, like just, 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 just masturbating to a bucket of KFC, and you just fucking just choke on like bony gristle, and no one finds you. You know what I mean? Like, like I just, I just felt so like poor, my poor, poor, poor Becky, my poor fiance. She's just the whole time just in the car yelling, like the whole, the whole like five minute drive home. I'm just yelling, and she's just listening. She's super patient. She's just like, okay, yeah, well, man, he didn't know. Yeah, fuck him for not knowing. Fuck him for not knowing. <laughs> Cause now I look like a fucking asshole, and he's gonna go home and he's gonna tell his shit fiance about all this bullshit that I talked about. Ah, uh, but payway is so delicious. It is really fucking delicious. I had dinner, and now talking about payway, I, I want payway. But yeah, no, you joined the um, NAACP. What is it? What, what is it? I can't. I can't ever NAACP. I can't ever remember the acronym. It's not the NAACP. It's that's, that's so very that's that's very different. Yes, yes. Um, uh, it, it's NAWCC. Uh, um, and it's it's kind of a kind of a geeky, uh, you know, uh, place where uh, you know you, you can you can join a local chapter and uh, you know meet collectors and it's a watch club scholars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really nice. They have museums and stuff like that and conventions and it's 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 really cool i i i'm, I'm glad i did it i wouldn't and uh i'm sorry yeah yeah no the, the um the idea of of like finding you know other people that i don't know you you can share this this kind of passion with and not be embarrassed it, it's uh it's it's really hard you know i I, t- I told you about that guy that that came to my apartment to, to take labs <laughs> you know when i when i got you're coaxed into buying like a life insurance policy and they had to like take blood and samples and stuff like that. He scared that guy uh, so bad. Dude, I, and he had he had the needle. He had the needle in in my uh, in my arm when I said it. I was like, "Hey, that's a nice sea dweller." He just he yanks it out. And he's like, "We're do- we're done." We're done. So, Please don't take my sea dweller. <laughs> uh, you know, people I don't know. I just I just stop uh, making comments. But the thing is, I would love to join the what the hell's it called? N A W C C. N A W C C. Knock. I'm just gonna call it Knock. I would love to join Knock. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like so my parents raised me to believe I was always a burden. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> every time I go somewhere, I immediately assume I'm the worst person here. So if I were to go into a room full of people who love the same things that I love, I'm fairly certain that they would all find out I'm just like an imposter and they would kick me out and then they would inaugurate every meeting henceforth with just like just burning me in effigy. Like remember that guy that came here? Yeah, fuck that guy. I hope he's home alone crying into his watch box of fucking Omega Seamaster 30s and Raketa Big Zeros. The, yeah, 
I don't know. The the Nash yeah, it's a, I it's feel it's like that's what's gonna happen to me, Michael. It's the National Association of Watch and Clock Collectors. And um I don't know. I, I think I think they kind of um Have you gone to any meetings yet? I haven't gone to any meetings yet, but it, I can tell I can tell they're probably they're probably pretty geeky. Right. I'm I'm on their site now and there's a big banner for something called Clocktoberfest. <laughs> God. Oh God. <laughs> so I uh, you know, I I'm signing up. It's official. I do I've got to go to Clocktoberfest. <laughs> uh so it may, where is Clocktoberfest? Maybe maybe I can go. Is it in the Black Forest? Where they make the <laughs> the famous cuckoo clocks, yeah? Uh, oh, it's in Pennsylvania. That's kind of like the Black Forest. <laughs> I think that's that's where that's where their main uh, museum is. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should join. Maybe, maybe people don't care about things as much as I think they care about things. I don't know. <laughs> well, that means wind up is going to be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, dude, wind up is going to be so. Uh, as if we haven't iterated or reiterated this point enough. Uh, the two broke watch knobs are super going to wind up this year, 2016, October 21st to 23rd, Chelsea, New York. Really cool gathering of um, some not smaller brands, but like what you would call, I guess, niche or micro brands really get together. And some bigger brands. Some uh, 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 I know um, just some German ones specifically we're looking forward to meeting. I think you said Nomos has been there. I know Stove has been there before. You know what I mean? Zin. Zin? Yeah, yeah, Zin. yeah, yeah, Zin. So like like watchbys watchbys.com comes and and they're like they're the US they're the official US seller for a lot of these big uh German brands. That's so cool. So, so it's a really You're going to see a lot of that. It's a free it's a free event. It's open to the public except the two broke watch knobs cuz uh, no one likes it. <laughs> there's there there's a there's a list. The bouncer cuz there's a bouncer now. He's going to have a list and it's just going to be completely blank except for the last two pages. Like it's going to be 50 blank pages. Pages 49 and pages 50 are going to have our faces with a big X through them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're going to have to, we're gonna have well, to like, like trick him to get in. Um, well, we, got, we, got, we have to do the little rascals like trench coat thing where like oh, <laughs> you're just you're on top of my shoulders. And we'll, you have, be, like, we'll, the, be, we'll be like a 13 foot tall man. That's <laughs> the worst disguise ever. Hello, yeah, that, that we're here work. to look at some watches, please. Oh, right away, sir. Yeah, this is, a, this is, a, this is an awful bouncer. Dude, how many 13-foot-tall people you know walk around New York in October? You know? Wearing, people wearing, like watches. People, people, touche, people like watches. Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's open to the public, it, except us. It's a great opportunity to get, like, a really just kind of hands-on feel with watches you would only see pictures of. I've only seen pictures of Zins. I've only seen pictures of... Uh, uh, Benaros, or I keep doing uh, Steve Roll, Steve Roll. They're, uh, they changed their name, Steve Roll. Um, I think also since they're going to be there, I'm pretty sure Raven's going to be there also. Never seen any yep. of these super cool watches in person, and super looking forward to it. Look forward to uh, a lot of uh, wrist shots on their Instagram. Um, hopefully we can get some cool content for from it. Hopefully we can talk to some of the reps, some of the owners if they're going to be there. It's going to be a pretty cool time. In addition to that, we're going to try and do some other fun watch uh new york things um we're gonna try and get into the sega boutique the only i think it's the only american yep sega boutique the yeah. first the first and only would love to take a visit there um if they'll let us in they might not it depends um people don't like us michael people don't, people don't know us but people also don't like us 
Does that make sense? <laughs> the the Seiko boutique was pretty welcoming. I I, th- I think oh, we'll be good. okay. <laughs> that's a good point. Everyone, 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 like every everyone's experience that I've read being the boutique has just been super positive about the experience yeah. there. Like I've had awful experience in boutiques. And I would love to talk. I would love to do an episode about that. Oh, I yeah. could talk to you for fucking fucking days about how my ass has been treated in uh, in boutiques and in different ads and things like that. Oh, yeah. But everyone's experience at the Seiko boutique in New York uh, has been. It just seems like it's been fantastic. So really excited to get. Uh, I'm actually get, get I'm actually thinking that. about uh, paying a visit to our local Adema Piguet um, boutique <laughs> uh, tomorrow. Actually. Uh, oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get your AP service, dude. I, I'm just in the mood to bug some people and touch a bunch of things. Dude, <laughs> go there with the amphibian and ask if they're if their watch tech will service it for you. I just, but I want to walk in with like a sloppy like burrito. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I do. I I don't know if I said it over the show or not, but but eat eat syrupy pancakes and then go syrupy pancakes that's it because every time dude every time i fucking eat pan i don't know if i have like a like a like an epileptic seizure while i'm eating pancakes but every time i eat fucking pancakes syrup gets everywhere it gets like, in my it gets hair. on my gets on my hand it gets on my eyelids it gets on like, the back of my knees when i'm wearing pants and i'm like dude how the fuck does syrup get all over my shit you know <laughs> uh it's just, it's just it's inevitable it's like it's 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 like time you can always count on time running out and me getting syrup all over my fucking persons <laughs> from just having like a little bit of syrup. You know what I mean? But maybe like a little bit on my fucking pancakes. Maybe, maybe I can uh, let the world know how that goes if I if I yes. if I do manage to go. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I wish uh, I wish I could go too. I wish I was down there. But aside from that, we uh, yeah we talked about some some good watches today. That that Seiko and. Um, you know the Rakeda you talked about. We'll we'll post everything uh, in show notes. Try to get some good photos. Um, you know, yeah. maybe do a write up. And uh, I don't know. I would love to, yeah, especially about the perpetual calendar. Uh, and so just just to just to reiterate again, if if I had said anything that was potentially incorrect about the Rakeda or any kind of Russian watch or the movement, super correct me because it's something that a lot of people. There is a lot of misinformation going around just because there's not a lot of documentation behind some of these things. So the the greatest source of information is probably Mark Gordon's website. What the hell is it? USSRtime.com? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I've got I'll a put the link. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. It's um, it's it basically showcases his collection. I think he has over two thousand pieces. Two uh, specifically, so, yeah, right. Specifically, <clears throat> Soviet watches and um. He's done a lot of research. He's uh, really, really knowledgeable. So he's like the greatest source. So it's not like I can contact, you know, Poljot or Vostok and ask them, "Hey, what was your marketing campaign like in the '60s?" I'm gonna get a, I'm just gonna get like a dial tone if I try calling them. They're just not gonna answer. You know what I mean? So uh, a lot of what I have learned has just been through the Russian watch section on watch you seek a lot of Mark Gordon's website, just kind of my own personal research and just buying watches and just interacting with them. Like, like actually like in my hands having them. So yeah, uh, super totally correct. Any kind of erroneous garbage I've said. <laughs> and the same, same with the, uh, the Seiko that I brought up. Um, we'll, uh, we'll post some information on, on both of these. And I guess if you, you know, if anybody else has, uh, sort of uh recommendations or 
cares to mention what their what their first step into affordable you know vintage was you know just yeah to, yeah if 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 someone has a good or a bad story about a, a first-time vintage purchase or just a recommendation they think would be super welcome here like totally let us know um can people leave comments on our on our podcast michael i have no idea yeah maybe maybe someday um maybe so we we can <laughs> we can get a p.o box will we will we ever see the sun papa maybe someday <laughs> maybe someday sweetie um we'll get a contact uh together or you know uh, hit us up on instagram because we're on instagram now huzzah the the the, the strike is over I have and, uh, we'll get... I have a MySpace too, so you can talk. to Yes, me hit, hit hit Michael up on his MySpace. Dis disregard uh, the autoplay uh, some forty one fat lip tracks that will play <laughs> as soon as you open it. It's actually it's actually ass and titties. Uh, Is it? That's, that was the that was, that was the last song <laughs> I had as my default. <laughs> so. Just just so you know. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah so should we you want to call it? Is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't know. I think th- I think that's it. Uh, my wife is trying to sleep. It's not working. I uh... she tr- wait, wait wait a minute. Is she trying to sleep? She's, she's hold trying... on. You're trying to record our podcast in the same room your wife trying to sleep in. Yeah, and, and the fans are off, and we're all so sweating. Who's, we're we're who's all that, sweating balls. Who's at fault? Are you recording in a bedroom, or is she re- sleeping in a recording room? Like who 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 bears blame? <laughs> It's it's definitely me. It's it's always me. But uh, no, yeah, I think I think we I think we're good. I think this we is are a, good. This is a good, um, good spot to to close it off. All right, uh, I'm Cavs. I'm Mike. And, uh, this is Two Broke Watch Knobs. You guys have a good night. Talk to you soon. Later. Mm-hmm.